We're learning the fourth Sikha of Parshish Yisrael, page 223, in Chelek Tes Zayin. <coughs> this shir is being learned, Lila Nishmas, Rav Yosef ben Yamin ben Rav Menashe Koltman. This week's Parsha, where it speaks about Matan Teireh, and the Teireh tells us that the Eivishter came down on Har Sinai. Is Rashi Mefarish, Rashi explains, Yochoil, I would think, Yorad Olav Mamish, that the Eivishter literally came down on Har Sinai. Talmud Loima, so we have a Pasuk later that says, that the Eivishter spoke to the Yidin from the heaven. So Malamed, this teaches us that something slightly differently happened. Later in the Sikha, the Rebbe will bring the continuation of the Rashi. But before the Rebbe brings that, the Rebbe will address what is the question of Rashi here. In Pashtas Lentman, so simply you would understand this Rashi as follows. As Rashi is coming to answer the contradiction that there is between the Pasuk here and the Pasuk later. Here the Titus says that the Abishu descended on the mountain. Simply it means that Abishu came down. But later the Titus says that Abishu spoke, spoke from heaven. And then Rashi gives his answer to reconcile this contradiction, as we'll see. However, we cannot say that this is what Rashi is addressing here. While Aleph, number one, If Rashi is answering a contradiction, so why does he begin with this introduction that I would think that the Eivishter literally came down? Rashi should have just said his question. That you have the Pasuk here, and you have the Pasuk later, and there it says that Yedavish spoke from heaven, and that's the contradiction. Why does Rashi have to begin with the Yochel? Isn't that obvious from the terminology that the Pasuk itself says? Vayedet. Beis, Ve'ikir, and another, and the main point is, the Stiret, zwischen die zwei Psukim, the contradiction of these two Psukim here, wird erst beim weitendigen Pasuk in Hashemayim Geimer. It only comes up when you learn that later Pasuk, where it says that Yedavish spoke from heaven. Why does Rashi bring up the contradiction here in our Pasik and not later? This question goes even further, as if in Pasik him in a if you look there later on that Pasik, So there Rashi does stop to answer this contradiction again. And there Rashi poses the question again that the Pasik before said that they should descend it. And this will be quoted extensively later and be discussed. So therefore, Muslim Zogin, what do we see over? We must say, as Rashi This Rashi is not answering the contradiction of the Pasik here Vayered and the Pasik later where it says Menashamayim. No, as in the Pasik Da, rather what Rashi is addressing is that in the Pasik right here. Even before I'm aware of what it says later, is Farana Safik Yochel. So over here there's a question: whether the Eivishter literally descended onto the mountain or maybe not. There's a reason why there, I have this doubt in the interpretation of the Pasik right here. And since in the Pasik here, you cannot be Machriya, you can't answer this question of what the Pshar and the Pasik is. 
Brengt der Rebbe Rashi a Raya von Avaitadigim Pasik. So to resolve this, Rashi brings a later Pasik. Tamud Loima ki Menashamayim di Bartim Machim. The there it says Menashamayim di Bartim Machim, and that clarifies how the Abishter spoke to Yidin at the time of Matan But the point is, Rashi is addressing something here in the Pasik. Not something that's later a contradiction that comes up only after you're aware of the Pasik later. So the question here is, What is the source of any question whether or that is? Alhar Sinai literally means that the Ebeshtik came down or maybe not. Why is there any suffix about this? Vayered means the Ebeshtik came down. Why would I say any different? So the answer for this question is as follows. In state, earlier on in the Pasik it says, so in other words, you don't have to learn later, but you already know this from before. Vahar Sinai Oshan Kuloi, and the mountain was full of smoke, because the Abishta came down with a fire. As the barg the mountain itself was only smoking. But not that the mountain itself or the growth or any plants or bushes that there were on the mountain itself was actually burning on fire. So seemingly the question is, If the fire of the Ebeshter came down literally onto the mountain itself, So then the mountain itself should catch on fire, should be burning, not just smoking. And specifically, the different plants that were on this mountain, was the estate, as the Pasik says, the Fedish and Pasik, as if Sinai is given us. We had earlier in Pasha Shemais, it talks about the fact that Har Sinai had bushes on it. Is this not given that ain't It's not just one bush or the tzemach or just one plant. If in Har Sinai, it probably had more than one bush or plant there. And if so, if the fire of the Ebishter comes down on Har Sinai, it should all catch on fire. So why does it say that the mountain was only smoking? So we could say that the fact that there was only smoke and no fire on the mountain itself, it didn't catch on fire, was a miracle. Even though the Ebishter fully descended onto the mountain with his fire, but nevertheless, the, the mountain itself did not catch on fire. But what's the point of having this kind of a miracle happening here where it doesn't seem to serve any purpose? Earlier there in Pasha Shmais, when Moshe Rabbeinu came to the snare, it says that the bush, the snare, was burning. The far is glad to learn as Azayis is given al piteva. So therefore, it would be simpler and smoother to say that the reason that the mountain was only smoking and not actually burning is because this was the way it was naturally. Vibalt the reish is nit yaradol of mamish. The fiery fire, the godly fire, did not literally come down till the mountain completely. Nor as the blibn hecha von embark, it remained somewhat removed from the mountain. The river hatahar so the mountain itself did not catch on fire. Unar oshan kuloi, it was just smoking. Mitzadem esh was given blois nonsum because of the fire that was very close to the mountain. Videteva fan esh as the nature of fire is as when es is genuk nonsu azach geitareis from the mzach an oshan that when you have fire close enough, so then the smoke comes out from this location, in this place itself, but not the actual fire, did not yet catch on fire. So therefore, what do I see here? That the Ebishter descends on Har Sinai with a fire, not completely all the way onto the mountain itself. 
On the Rashi, so therefore Rashi says, right over here, even before you see the Psukim later, that when I read this Pasik, that I would think, I would think to say, because of the terminology here, that it says, that it means that Abishta did literally descend on the mountain. Over here, there's a room for a question whether the Abishad did literally come down on the mountain. If you look at the Psukim before, so it's clear that the Abishad, it seems to be clear that the Abishad didn't literally come down on the mountain because there was only smoke on the mountain, but no fire. But over here, because the Tayyid uses the term Vayeret, so maybe I would say that the, that the Abishad did literally come on the mountain. So now based on this explanation, the question becomes in the reverse. So why is there a question about this? And Rashi has to quote a later Pasek to prove that Vayere does not mean that Abish literally descended fully on the mountain, but he spoke from heaven. Rashi should be able to resolve this question based on what we see before, that the mountain was merely smoking and not caught on fire, burning on fire. Rashi should resolve this question from earlier, that we see that it's not Yoradol of Mamish. So why is there room for a doubt over here in the Pshat of the words Vayede that Rashi has to quote from a later Pasik? So this is all regarding the beginning of the Rashi, where Rashi is questioning this. What's the translation of Ayyedet? Are we, are we to take this literally? Are we not to take this literally? Now let's see what Rashi answers. Vaites Rashi Mamshech. So then Rashi continues and answers his question that in one place it says Vayedet and in another Pasuk it says Menashemayim. The Ebesha spoke from heaven. So Rashi says, Melamed is comes to teach us Shehirkin Shemayim Ho'alyeinim V'tachteinim. The Ebishter lowered down the upper heavens and the lower heavens, and the Ebishter spread it on the mountain, like he spread a sheet on a bed. And the Yorat and the Ebishter came down on the mountain with his holy throne, with the Kisiyah Kovid, the throne of honor, onto Har Sinai. This is what Rashi here says. Now, the market from them, Pirish, is in Mechilta. The source of this answer of Rashi that the Abishta descends on the mountain with Shamayim, and therefore the Abishta speaks from Shamayim on the mountain, this comes from the Mechilta. Aber, however, Vigeret Shem Filmal, as already explained many times, is Rashi Maitik in Zayn Pirish. Rashi only brings in the Pirish that he has on Teire, nor the Midrashi Chazal, Vazerin al Derech Abshat, Negeet, Sabshutish Mikra. Only those Midrashim that are relevant for the Pshat of the Pasik and are relevant to explain the simple understanding of the Pasik. Specifically over here, was Rashi niton Pirish. Rashi does not show, show you where he took his Pirish from, as he does in other places. Is Mochach, and therefore it's even more so clear as then Pirish mit that the Pshat that Rashi says here, and all the details that Rashi is quoting here. He's not merely quoting a pshat that it says in the mechilte, nor from pshutei shal mikra. Rashi is writing here and with all the details that you understand this from the pshat of the pasuk. If so, the question is, in order to answer and explain, how you could have these two points here. Aleph number one, that the Ebeshte did descend onto the mountain. And based on the other hand, that the Ebishter speaks from heaven. 
Ken and Zayn Tzazamen. How it's possible that they should both be true at the same time. Is l'chayde genuk tzazagim bekitzer nelamet shehirken shamayim al gabi yahar v'yadad aleyim. That the Ebeshter lowered down shamayim onto the mountain and he spoke from there. So it's both shamayim and it's vayedet and the Ebeshter descended on the mountain. From where does Rashi take all the additional details in the symbol Pshat of the Pasik? As Aleph, Hirkin, Shamayim, Ho'el Yainim, Vitachtainim. The upper heavens, the lower heavens, Beis, Nitno Hirkin. Not only the Ebishter lowers himself down, lowers down Shamayim, not Oich Vihitzion. The Ebishter spreads it on the mountain. And Gimel, in Dem Gufe, Kematza Alamitta. Like you spread a sheet on a bed. And Dalid v'yorad nit havaye koloshna posik, not that the Eivishter descends, nor kisei hakoved aleim, that the Eivishter comes down with his honorable throne onto the onto Har Sinai. All of these details here that Rashi mentions. Where does Rashi take this from in the simple pshat of the, the pasuk here? Naisev to the diyukim in dem pirish Rashi alasar. So in addition to all these questions that we have here on this Rashi on the pasuk vayered Hashem darf panoich fashtein. What we also additionally need to understand is that wie stimmt der Pirish Rashi da mit seinem Pirish auf dem zweiten Pasuk in Hashemayim die Barti machen? How does this fit with what Rashi actually explains later when you come to the Pasuk there in Hashemayim die Barti machen? Where is Mefadish and over there what does Rashi say? Because of Echodayme vayered Hashem al Arsina that we have a Pasuk before that says that the Ebesh descended on the mountain. And here in this Pasuk it says, Min HaShemayim, that Ebesh spoke from heaven. Bo HaKosov HaShlishi. So the Rashi there answers that you have a third Pasuk that comes, Vichriya Beinayim. And it makes sort of a compromise. It resolves this contradiction. Min HaShemayim Ishmiyachas Koyleli Yasreka Vala HaOretz Heracha Ishaya Gedoyla. So the Pasuk here says that there are two different aspects to the Ebesh revealing and speaking to the Eden at Matan one aspect remains in Shemayim, and another aspect comes down onto the mountain. Kvaydei ba Shemayim, the Ebishter's glory remains in heaven. V'ishoi ugvurasai, and the fire and might, Allah comes down to the mountain, to the, to the earth below. That's the first pshat, to resolve this contradiction. Then the second pshat Rashi brings, what Rashi basically said earlier, Hirkin, Shemayim, Ushmea Shemayim, that the Ebishter lowered down heaven and the heaven of heavens. And he spread it on the mountain. And the Tehbishter brought down heavens and descended onto the mountain. So here you have the obvious question. In Unze Pasik, in the first time Rashi addresses this, in the Pasik of Ayyedad Hashem, is a brengt Rashi nor the Pirish, Hirkin Shemayim. Rashi only brings his interpretation to resolve the, the, the contradiction here that Hirkin Shemayim, the Tehbishter will lower down the heavens onto the mountain. But then when Rashi addresses this the second time in the Pasuk of Menashamayim, Zokt Rashi, Aleph, Nocha Pirish. Here Rashi introduces a new interpretation that he never mentioned before. Umbeis, der einzige Pirish da, Hirkin Shemayim. Kumt dart al zweite Pirish. What Rashi brought earlier as the only interpretation to resolve this contradiction, so later on he brings it as a second pshat. The says that is nit the pirish mikra. In the second Rashi, this only comes as a second interpretation, meaning that it's not the primary approach to explaining the pshat of the pasuk. Why does Rashi even bother bringing a second pshat, and he didn't bring it earlier? And why does he bring the pshat that he only brought earlier here only as a second pshat? 
Also, we need to understand certain differences that there are in the pshat of the, that Rashi did bring before and repeats here again. So now, Bishloime was dart as Rashi Mashmit in the Tzveitin Pirish. Now, it's well understood the fact that Rashi skips over there when he brings it again. The Pratim, certain details. Kamatzalamitta, that the Abish just spread the, the, the heavens like you spread a sheet on a bed. And that the Kisiyah Kavad came down as well. Which Rashi does say the first time when he says this Pshat. So Kemenzaga, that we could simply explain as a Falasich of Zainfridig and Pirish. Rashi relies on the fact that he already brought those details the first time. So he's repeating it a second time, he doesn't have to go through all the details again. There are certain changes and also additions in this Pshat that Rashi quoted before that he changed. What, what's the reason for this? And the Rebbe points out what they are. Aleph number one, In the first Rashi, he says that there are the upper heavens and the lower heavens. And in the second time Rashi says, The heaven and heavens of heavens. Different expression. Why does Rashi change? Second time Rashi finds it necessary to bring a proof from a Pasik where it says that the Abishu brought down the heavens on the mountain. So the Lachaitis is seemingly if this interpretation requires a proof from a Pasik, then I bring them Pirish. Rashi should bring this proof the first time around when he brings this uh, explanation. Why does Rashi wait until the second time to bring this proof? And Gemol, the third point is, Vibalt has a bring that up, Dart, Nordem, Klolas, Apirish, on Alapratim canal. Since here, the second time, Rashi is only quoting in general terms this Pshat without all the details, since he already said it before. Slibvas bring that up, then Prat, Vihitsion, Alahar. So why does Rashi find it necessary to say that they just spread Shamayim on the mountain? The proof that Rashi brings for the Psharir, that the Ebishter brings down, he lowers down. In that Pasik, in that proof, you don't see this detail that the Ebishter spread Shamayim on the mountain. So why does Rashi quote that detail here altogether? So this is very, very interesting here. We have two Rashis addressing seemingly the same subject of these two Psukim, one Pasuk Vayered Hashem, the other Pasuk Menar Shamayim. And in both of these Rashis, there are differences. Rashi brings up a new Pirish later that he didn't bring before. What's the difference between the first time Rashi addresses this and the second time Rashi addresses this? So the explanation for all this is as follows. The Chilukim zwischen die zwei Pirushi Rashi the differences, the point of the differences between the two Rashis here is that a mitzad klali. It's based on a more general difference that you're looking over here. Zvishen di psukim da on in the parsha atem reisem kimen hashemayim dibarti emachem. If you look at the psukim over here, the first time when the Torah speaks about vayered Hashem, and you look at the psukim later when it says that the Eibush spoke from heaven. The hemshech from the psukim da. When you look at the psukim the first time when it says vayered Hashem. What the Torah is coming to emphasize is the fact that Ebesher descended. He's here, he's revealing himself for everyone to see. And this, to the extent, as the Har Alein had become a Kedusha, so much so that the, the mountain itself became holy. 
on the far and therefore as the Pasik there says, Hishamru Lachem Alois Bahar, be careful not to go up onto the mountain, Lysiga Bayad, do not touch the mountain, La Yuchalam Lalis Alhar Sinai, you cannot ascend onto the mountain, Hagbil Sahar, Vikidashta, you should limit the mountain, fence it off, and sanctify the mountain. So the Abisha descends onto the mountain to the fullest extent, to the point that the very mountain itself becomes a holy place. That's what the Psukim here is explaining. On the far, the Frashi Onkumen to Araya from Posikim and Ashamayim as Layaradal of Mamish. And therefore, this answers our question why Rashi needs to resolve this, this question here whether the Abishta did fully descend on the mountain or not, based on what we see later in the Posik of Minashamayim, as Layaradal of Mamish, that the Abishta didn't fully descend on the mountain. Chotch uh, even though you would think that it, since it already says before that the mountain was only smoking, so from that way I would understand that Abishu didn't fully descend on the mountain. Because if you look more generally at all the details that the Torah is saying here in this parsha, it does seem that Abishu did fully descend on the mountain. On the ribe is their pasik vahar sinai oshan kulay. So this detail where it says that the mountain was only smoking and not caught on fire, nit mervi matl sofik. It only creates a doubt. It brings a question. Yochel that I have to think about this. I'm not sure. Tziyara dalav mamish whether they wish to fully descend it on the mountain or not. So that's the point over here in this parsha. The whole thrust of the Torah here is to explain to what extent they wish to reveal themselves, to what extent he came down on the mountain, mamish that the mountain became a holy place. On the other hand, the next parsha later, where it speaks about the fact that you have seen they wish to speak to you from heaven. There the Torah is coming to actually emphasize the opposite point. Of how great and high the Ebishter is, and weit von that, it's how far and distant the Ebishter is from this world. On the river, Leisasen Iti, Leisasen Dumus, Shamoshei, Hamishamshim Lufanei Bamoreim, do not make any image of those servants that serve me in heavens. Regarding Avidazare, any images, and the Torah there emphasizes Bamoreim, as Rashi there says, referring to the fact that the Ebishter spoke to the Eden from a very high place. So we have two parshas here, each one speaking about Matan Torah, but they're not emphasizing the same aspect of Matan Teireh. Here it's emphasizing the revelation and the descent of the Eivishter on the mountain. And later it's coming to emphasize how high and how great and from what a high place the Eivishter spoke to Yidin. On the far and therefore this is the point of the difference between Rashi. The way he explains it here and the way Rashi explains it later. It's the Pirish Arishim Iker Dorten Mikra. So over there when Rashi comes to discuss the fact that Abish spoke from a very high place, what's the primary pshat that Rashi says? As that Abish's glory remains in heaven. It's only the fire and might of the Abish which is Allah. Because according to this pshat, is mudgish the hechakat from the Maybishnaminaritz. This emphasizes the Abish being high and removed from the earth below. Kvaidai is nitter up alahar, alhar sinai that is, nagabliven bashamai. Abish's glory did not at all descend onto the mountain, it remains in the heaven. Mashaenkin litten pirish, as hekin shamayim, which is not the case according to the Pshat that Abish to lower down the heavens, is nitglatik di adgoshe atem di isem kimina shamayim di barti machem. It's still not smooth to understand what the Pasik means that Abish spoke from heaven. 
as the Rebbe shot geret for an hoyichin on weiten art shemayim. That the Rebbe speaks from a high and distant place, which is what the pasuk there is coming to emphasize. Based as the shemayim, then 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 a rabkin it ala aretz oifin har Sinai. If the heaven lowered down here on the earth below on har Sinai, so how does that, that emphasize that the Rebbe is high and distant? So therefore the first pshat that Rashi brings there is to tell us that the Pasuk is saying that there's an aspect of the Ebishter, the glory of the Ebishter that remained in Shemayim and never came down. Temit, so now with this point here, that we have two Rashis that is explaining the emphasis of each Pasuk in its, in its place, a certain aspect of Matan the the high, how high the Ebishter is and how removed he is on one hand, and then on the other hand, the, the fact that the did descend on the mountain. So with this we understand, why here Rashi emphasizes and says, The lower down, the upper Shemaim and the lower Shemaim. And later Rashi says, That the comes down with Shemaim and Shemaim Shemaim. The Kavana from Pirish Rashi Dok. Over here, when it says Vayeret, what is Rashi's emphasis over here is to Mazbezain to explain them Teichen from them Parsha, to explain the emphasis and the content of the Parsha here, the Yeride from Eivishen Eifenhar, the fact that the Eivishen descends onto the mountain. Not in an Eifen, was is Nit Pistiritz a Kimina Shemaim. However, Rashi has to clarify that yes, the Eivishen does descend, but it's still not a contradiction to what it says later, Mina Shemaim. On Vahar Sinai it's also not a contradiction to the fact that the mountain was only smoking. But however, the main emphasis of Rashi here is to explain the thrust of this parsha, which is Debishta's descent onto the mountain. So since from the Psukim here we can see as Aleph the Rebishter Alain, it's Debishter himself on base at Har Sinai. Debishter descends onto the mountain. So therefore we can't just say as blois hirkin, as hirkin blois ein shamayim stam, that there's only one shamayim that Debishter lowers down onto the mountain. As zwischen Hashem und Har Sinai Oretz is doubled as Shemaim. That between Hashem and the Har Sinai, there's just one Shemaim that comes down. There's many more levels of Shemaim that have to come down in order for the Ebishter himself to descend below. Und der Rebbe muss Rashi zulegen, as Shemaim domeint alle Shemaim. That when the Ebishter himself descends onto the mountain, that means that all levels of Shemaim have to come down in order for the Ebishter to come down on, on, onto the mountain. The upper and the lower levels of Shemaim. And since, as the the main emphasis over here is to explain the Ebishter's descent on the mountain, Rashi does not use the language that the Postic says, the heavens and the heavens of heavens, but he uses a language that's fitting more for when you talk about descending below. The Debish is coming down with the upper heavens and even the lower heavens making his way down, coming down to the heart, to the mountain, to Har Sinai. This is the emphasis of Rashi here. Ashen came Dartin, which is not the case later when Rashi addresses this again. There Rashi is coming to emphasize the other aspect of Matan the fact that the Ebush speaks from a high and distant place, from the heavens. But there as well, Rashi is coming to clarify that this that Ebush spoke from a high and distant place, from Shemayim, is not a contradiction to the fact that the Ebush descended on the mountain. But the main emphasis, though, is to explain how high and how far the Ebishter is. On the Rebbe, so therefore there Rashi uses a different language. 
Lake Rashi too, so there Rashi adds, as Chach, Hirkin Shamayim, Chulu, yes, it's true, the Abish lowers down Shamayim. But thus is Memayit, and there at Goshef, and Menash Shamayim. So this minimizes the emphasis that the Abish speaks from Shamayim. Kanal Sifei, as we mentioned before, the Abish is coming down. Aber, that Hirkin Shamayim is Kailoloich Shamayim, Ushmeya Shamayim. The Abish comes down not only with Shamayim, but also Shmeya Shamayim, the heavens of heavens. But thus is Magdil, the Hechakite from the Mar. Here the emphasis is to show how great the height and the, the distance of the Eibishter is. As the Eibishter Geret from al that the Eibishter speaks not only from a place of Shemayim, but he speaks from the heaven of heavens. Nor Their location now is on the mountain, but again the main emphasis over here is the fact that the Eibishter is still in a place of height, in a place of Shemayim, even though he is on the mountain. So this explains the difference in the language of Rashi. El Yenem and Tachtainim is where we're focusing on the aspect of the Yirideh. And Shemayim and Shmeya Shemayim is when we're focusing on the aspect of Aliyah, of how high the Ebishter was when he spoke to the Yidin. So now, if we look here at the point of the Parsha, the first time, as Vayered Avaye Geimer is given in Anayifim, was Diktushus Ashchine is given in Har. Here the Teda emphasizes that the holiness of the Shekhinah came down on the mountain, a full descent. Bizas Derhat, the very mountain itself, the Kidashtoi, the mountain became holy, Kanal as we mentioned before. Is Nit Maspik was Hirken Shemayim. So to explain this and to answer this contradiction of later it says that Abishtah spoke from Shemayim and here he spoke on the mountain. So just simply to say that the Abishtah descended with the Shemayim on the mountain is not sufficient. Because here it says that the very mountain itself, the descent was to such a point that the mountain itself became holy. This is just the fact that the Ebishter in general came down and descended onto the mountain. However, this does not explain what it says here in this parasha, to what extent the Ebishter actually descended. As the Ebishter is at up Eifen Har Sinai, bis as the Har Kedusha, to the extent that the very mountain itself became holy. So therefore to explain this, Rashi has to add that when the Ebishter descended with the, with the Shemayim onto the mountain, he actually spread Shemayim onto the mountain. The Shemayim itself was spread onto the mountain itself. It affected the actual mountain. Like he spread a sheet on a bed. What's the point of this marshal? The point of a sheet on a bed, it's not anything that's significant on its own. Rather, it becomes part of the bed. The point of Shemayim coming down onto Har Sinai is not that it descends to this location of Har Sinai, but it, it remains an entity to it on its own. Shemayim did not remain a separate entity of the mountain. It descends on the mountain to the extent that it becomes the spread of the mountain itself. So the Ebesha descends to the extent that this transforms the very mountain itself, that it becomes a holy place. That's what Rashi is adding these details for because he has to explain how even though we're saying that Shemayim descended, but it has to fit with the thrust of this parsha here, that it actually affected the mountain itself to become holy. 
Abir, now on the other hand, in Pasik Ki Minashamayim. Later over there in the parsha of Ki Minashamayim, Vudyat Goshe is, where there the main emphasis is, Vidarebishter, Hotgeret Minashamayim. That the Abishter spoke from a high place, from heaven, Nid von Oretz, and not, not in the place of Oretz. Can Rashi Nidzogen, as their Pasik meant Madgish Zayin? So here, Rashi cannot come and explain you that this Pasik is coming to say and emphasize Fihitzion Kematza Alamite, that the Abishter spreads Shemayim, like you spread it on a bed. This is an opposite emphasis, that you're making the point that the Ebishter is here and present and fully integrated, so to speak, the Kedusha is fully integrated in the mountain itself. That's the opposite of what we're trying to emphasize here in this parsha. As the Shemayim is going to give him bottled some heart. So you're going to audit, you're going to come and say that the Shemayim lost its own identity and completely became bottled to the mountain below. But that's only one aspect of Matan then there's another aspect of Matan but that yet at the same time, the Abishter was in Shemayim, and the Abishter did speak from Shemayim in a way that it remained high and, and, and distant. Rashi, so on the other hand though, Rashi, Rashi does have to add there and say, that when the Abishter comes down and speaks from Shemayim, and Shmeya Shemayim from a high place, but Rashi does have to add there as well, that the Abishter spread Shemayim onto the mountain, because just by saying that the Ebishu lowered down the heavens to the mountain, this would not answer the contradiction from what it says before that the Ebishu descended on the mountain. It includes, as we see in this parsha of Ayered Hashem, that it actually brought holiness to the mountain itself. On the river Muzrashi Zogan, Vihitzion, as the Shamayim, and a Nidgeblibn Hechafan Arsinai, that the Shamayim did not descend to the mountain but remained removed from the mountain itself, nor Vihitzion Alahar, that the Shamayim came down completely on the very mountain itself. That's the only way you could answer the contradiction. But Rashi does not add other detail that it became like a sheet on a bed which then emphasizes the point that it was not a separate entity from the mountain at all. Here Rashi is coming to emphasize the other aspect, that the Ebishter does speak from Shemayim. The mit is move on. With this we could also understand was Rashi davdarten zulegen die Reihe vom Posik vayet Shemayim vayere. Rashi brings the proof that it says that the Ebishter brought down Shemayim and descended on the mountain. The Raya from Pasik, this proof that Rashi is bringing, is if them is coming to prove the point as Mervi Vayed Shemayim, Vasmaint Hirkim, that more than just bringing down the Shemayim, lowering down Shemayim, is their Pasik Nit Madgish. In this Pasik, it's not saying anything more than this. And just like we see in that Pasik Vayed Shemayim, that it just mentions the fact that Abishtal lowers the heavens and it does not talk about the aspect of it becoming integrated with the Kedusha that it, was in, that it brought to the mountain itself. So, so too in this Pasuk of Kimina Shemayim, here we're emphasizing that the Shemayim descended, but the Abishta still remained in Shemayim, and he spoke from a place of Shemayim. Deep Sukim reddened wegen Kematza In these Sukim here, it's not speaking about the fact that Shemayim becomes like a spread, like a sheet on a bed. In that sense, it, could lo- it loses its identity of being Shemayim. The Shemayim Matzah, the Shemayim becomes like a sheet. It becomes like a part of the mountain. It's like a sheet on a bed, which is, has no entity of its own. 
Now rather, over here what we're saying is, Hitzion is Blaise Hemshech von Hirkin. The Hitzion, the fact that the Eivishter spreads the Shemayim on the mountain, is just elaborating and explaining the extent of the Hirkin, to what extent the Eivishter came down. As Vet Nichlal in Dem Vayet, it's all in this one word, the Vayet, which means bringing down, that he brought it down to a full extent. That brought down Shemaim all the way to the mountain itself. But however, not more than this. Even then, it did remain to be a place of heaven. And therefore, you could emphasize and say that the did speak to the Eden from the heavens. So we have two different aspects to Matan here that are both true at the same time. And the Pasuk in one place is emphasizing one aspect and in the other Pasuk it's emphasizing the other. In the Pasuk before it's emphasizing the revelation and the extent that the Har Sinai itself gets affected by the Eibishter's Shechina, that it becomes holy. And in that sense, because the mountain itself became holy, the Eibishter is speaking here on Oretz from the Har Sinai, but at the same time, the Eibishter remains in Shemayim as well. And he speaks from a place of height, from a place of distance within the Shemayim and Shemea Shemayim itself, which is emphasized in the next parasha. Al-Pianal, based on this, going back to the first Pasuk, Rashi wants to explain the details and to what extent the Ebishter came down from the Meibishter of Har Sinai that you see here in the thrust of the first parsha that the Ebishter fully came down on Har Sinai is that the Ebishter comes down with his throne of glory onto Har Sinai. What is Rashi coming to explain here? By Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim state, earlier already, when the Ebishter comes to take Yidin out of Mitzrayim, it says, Vavarti beretz Mitzrayim, that the Ebishter himself will pass through Mitzrayim. As the Ebishter alayn, l'chvaydoi uva'atzmoi, is arabkekumen in Mitzrayim. The Ebishter is on his own, is himself, came down into Mitzrayim, uvihikeisikol b'chayr, and he is the one that brought makas b'chayris. And yet, we don't find as by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Zolzayim, Dem Oshon Vuchulu, everything that the Pasuk describes over here, the smoke and the fire, we don't find any of this. Then, like when the Ebishter comes down here by Matan on Har Sinai. So there must be a difference between the Ebishter descending by Har Sinai to the Ebishter coming down already earlier by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So to explain the difference between these two psukim that seem to be using a similar expression that Ebishter descended here on Har Sinai and earlier to save the Eden from Mitzrayim. It's Rashi Medayik. So Rashi adds and says, That over here by Har Sinai, the Ebishter comes down with his throne of glory. But Kisei, the expression of a chair, of a throne, vice of Isyashvos, Kvies, when you're settled and permanent. And also Godless, it also shows in greatness. So Bufrat HaKovet, when you have a throne of glory, it shows on the special covet of the Ebishter, Malucha, and the Ebishter sitting like a king in a throne. So this haste, so with these details, this explains us, as by Matan Teire, is the Ebishter given by Isyashvos, or Kvies of Arsinai. The Ebishter came down more settled and more permanently onto the mountain. And with the honor and, and where a king comes. 
On the far, hotvayere davayel har Sinai, and that's the reason why over here this descent was different than before and when it was by Yitzis Mitzrayim. And therefore, here mitgebracht the alapratim was vertetzelt in parsha. It brought all of the descriptions and details that it says here in the parsha, the smoke and the fire and everything else, and that the mountain itself became holy because the Eibusha came down in a more permanent manner. This is the conclusion of the Rebbe's explanation for these two Rashi's. How every single detail that Rashi brings is here to explain the Pshara the Pasik and the two aspects of Matantaira that's being emphasized in the first parsha, the fact that Abisha descended and to the extent that he descended on the mountain, that the mountain itself became holy. And in the second parsha, where Rashi is emphasizing the opposite, the fact that Abisha is still speaking from a place of height, from a place of Shemayim and Shmeya Shemayim. From the wondrous things that we could see as hints and secrets in this Rashi. There's this difference between the two psukim, what the emphasis here is, and also the way Rashi explains this. And the Rebbe summarizes again. As does Mudgesh the Yirid. The first time we speak about this, the Torah is emphasizing the Ebishter coming down. Nor the Yirid is Boifin from Hirkin Shemayim. However, this itself, the Ebishter comes down fully with Shemayim. As the Shemayim is in an Arab the Shemayim also comes down. And in the second parashi is the Adgoshe Asmina Shemayim di Barti Machim. There the emphasis is the opposite. The Abisha speaks from a high place, from Shemayim. Hechafanaretz, which is higher than the earth below. Narvi Shemayim is in the Namatze von Hirkin. And this Shemayim that the Abisha speaks from is lower down onto the mountain. But the main emphasis is the Shemayim aspect. Is Merumiz in them is hinted in the fact. Was the pasuk vayered avayel har Sinai that the pasuk, the first pasuk of vayered Hashem, is in capital yutes pasuk chaf, so it's found in capital yutes pasuk chaf, and then pasuk himen hashemayim in capital chaf pasuk yutes, the exact reverse chaf pasuk yutes. The Rebbe here in Ara forty brings that it's known that the source of these kapitlach of the way we divide the, the, the psukim and the teire, not, not, not necessarily does it have a source, we don't know exactly what's the, the source of this. Okay, but nevertheless, in many generations it was already accepted, many Yisrael teirehi, to use this as a frame of reference to where we are in the teire, which kapitl and which pasik, and therefore we could say that there's something to this, that we could be meramez in the content of the Pasuk itself. So what's the meaning over here? What's the significance of the number Chaf and the number Yutes? Yutes, state in Svarim, so it says regarding the number 19 in Svarim, as the Gematria, from the Milui from Shem Avaya is Shema. The Gematria of the Milui of Shem Avaya. So a Milui, the concept of a Milui is every letter in the Aleph base has the full spelling of that letter. For example, Aleph, the full spelling of the letter Aleph is Aleph, Lamet, Fei. And similar, Benigay to the four letters of Yud Kei Vav Kei, so there's the Yud, which is Yud Vav Dalid, and so on. So if you fill in the letters, the Milui, and you add to the Hey, Hey Aleph, and then to the second Hey, you also had a Hey and an Aleph, so the Gematria of those letters that you're filling in, the full spelling of the letters, will come to 19. There are different ways how to fill it in. You can fill it in Hey Aleph, you can fill it in Hey Hey, or you can fill it in Hey Yud different spellings of the filling of that letter Hey. But if you fill it in Hey Aleph, you'll come to the gematria of 19. So this is a gematria of one way how to fill in fully the full spelling of the letters of the Abish's, four letters of the Abish's name. Now what's the significance of this milui when you fill in the letters? 
Was that inyan amilu is the concept of filling it in fully and spelling it out fully is vimen zakta raisdam ois bedibur. That's how you would take each individual letter and verbalize it. And when you speak and you say yud and you verbalize it fully, which means gileyahelem. This is revealing something that's concealed otherwise. When you just have the letter alone, so you don't have fully expressed the whole letter, the whole the yud. You just have one letter of yud, not the vav and the dalit. But when you say it, you have it fully expressed. When in Sviris is thus Sviris Amalchus. Regarding the Sviris above, this refers to Malchus, which is expression, which is to come out, to communicate, and to reveal. So this is Yutes. In short, Yutes hints to the Sphere of Malchus. Chav, on the other hand, Chav is Rashatevis Keser. It's the beginning of the word Keser. Was Keser is Makif and Hechef and Seder Shtalshalos. Keser is on the opposite extreme than Malchus. Malchus is the revelation on the lowest level to come down, to communicate. And Chav refers to Keser, which is a crown, which is above and all encompassing that includes and encompasses all of Seder Shtalshalos. So here we have a combination of Yutes and Chav. But the combination of Yutes and Chav could be in two different ways. So now we know that all spheres above are included one from the other. There's a, there's a unity and inclusion in the spheres of one another. Is in Keser, Faran, Malchus, Keser. So on the level of Keser, you have Malchus in the world of Keser or on the level of Keser. Keser, which refers to a level above the details that are that there are in the world and in Seder Shtalshalos state in Atnue from Gili Lamata Malchus within the level of Keser itself, although Keser in general is removed, but Keser also has the feature of Malchus in it, which is a feature of revelation. That's the concept of Malchus Shebe Keser. On the same is also true in the reverse. Is in Malchus Fanan Keser Shebe Malchus. You have the feature and the level of Keser within Malchus. As in Malchus, which is Almond is Galyan, Malchus refers to Revelation, to the Abishter coming down in the world of Revelation, Vertnes Gale Keser. There's a feature and an aspect of Keser, which is the Abishter removed, being there in the world of Revelation, in the world of, in the world of Malchus, that is. That's the two concepts Malchus Shebe Keser and Keser Shebe Malchus. This is the difference between the emphasis of the two psukim, which is mainly emphasizing the Abishta descending on the mountain, and the Pasik of Minashamayim, where it's emphasizing that the Abishta spoke from a high place in heaven. Capital Yutes, Pasik Chav, when it's in the, the, the capital in general is Yutes, and the individual Pasik is Chav, as their Chav is a Prat in them Yutes. So over here, the Chav is one Pasik, it's a detail of the general capital of Yutes, Vaist of Keser Shebemalchus. So this refers to the level of Keser Shebemalchus, because the main Pedic here, the capital is Yutes, and the detail, the Pasik, is, uh, is Chav. So that's Keser within Malchus. Therefore, is Zayn, them capitals, Klolis, the Gimtoichen. So, what's the general content here? Yiride. This is a Pedic speaking about Abishta descending, Malchus, Yutes, which refers to Malchus, Abishta descending onto the mountain. Now, Rashi, Yenishal Teire, Rashi, which always brings out the wine and the secrets of Teire, is Megale, Vashtetan, them Ota Yiride, that Hirkin Shamayim, that in this Yiride, you also have a feature of Keser, which is Shamayim, Keser Sheba Malchus. That's in the Pasik before. Aber Kapitel Chav, Pasik Yutes. On the other hand, when you come to the next capital, the next chapter. So over there, the main point is the Chav. 
and the Pasik is Yutas. As Yutas is Aprat Nchaf. So over here the Yutas, which represents Malchus, is just one feature in the general capital, which is Chaf. This refers to the level and the feature of Malchus included in the world of Kesar. On the far so over here the main emphasis is that the Ebesher speaks from a very high place. The Ebesher is upgetragen from Welt. The fact that the Ebesher is distant and removed from the world, Kesar, which is what Kesar represents. And here as well, Rashi reveals and tells you, as das is nitvi keser is that we're not speaking about keser, the level of keser that's completely removed and concealed, nor hirken shamayim, which is malchushabekeser. We're speaking about the feature of keser where the Abishta comes down and the Abishta descends and reveals that feature of keser is what the Pasak is speaking about. So we see, unbelievable, this is very unusual, even in the Rebbe Sichas as well, how the specific number of the capital and the Pasik is fitting with the theme of this Parsha and this Pasik that the Torah is coming to emphasize. This also explains on a deeper level with the point that the Rebbe explained before, when Rashi explains the first Pasuk Vayeded, there Rashi adds that it's like a sheet being spread on a bed. And the Pasuk of Minashamayim, Rashi does not skip that detail that it's like a spread, like a sheet on a bed. And the point is as follows. When you're speaking about Kesser being just a detail, a feature in Malchus, which is all about descending and revealing and coming down, So even the feature of Kesser, which is in the world of Malchus, is also something that descends and comes down. To the point that it becomes Mamish, like part of the mountain, it loses its own identity. It's all about communicating and becoming part of the place where it descends to. Canal Siv Zion, as we explained before, that's what the marshal of the sheet on a bed is about. On the other hand, in the Pasuk later, where it's talking about the level of Malchus, which is a feature in the world of Keser. So it's speaking about the fact that the sphere of Keser, the world of Keser is coming, is shining here below. Since Keser is in essence a revelation which remains above worlds. So even when there is a revelation of Keser, which is the feature of revelation, the feature of Malchus of Keser, it comes down, it doesn't come down to the extent that it becomes enclosed and part of the very place that it enters into, to the mountain. It still remains on a level of makif, which is shamayim, and therefore here Rashi skips the detail of kematza alamita. It still remains a place of shamayim as it is in the world of Malchus Shebekeser.